Hello, hello. Hello, hello, and welcome to Devilish Bookworms, the podcast where we read and review books and let you know what we think of them. Yes, and we release those episodes every Tuesday, so join on in. (laughs) And this week we are reviewing... We are reading Fall of Ruin and Wrath by Jennifer Jennifer Armentrout. (laughs) The fact that I couldn't even say my own damn name. Jennifer. (laughs) Jennifer. I used to say it. (laughs) Jennifer, come here. Jennifer. So everyone, this is our first um, spicy novel. So basically... Anyone who I know and love, you can stop listening. Garrett, you can stop listening. Family members, you can stop listening. We're good. We're all right. (laughs) Yes. Family, please stop listening. (laughs) Please. You have our permission to exit stage left. Yes. Don't come back until the next episode. No more, no more. Sorry. Hit the road, Jack. Demonetize of a podcast that is not monetized. (laughs) (laughs) So we have Fall of Wrath and Jesus. It should be Wrath and Ruin, folks. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it because it doesn't roll off the tongue as Ruin and Wrath. Maybe there's a book already called that. I don't care. Oh, but the put something else fall of the ruin and wrath or of ruin and wrath (laughs) i am ruin and wrath all right okay no today i'm wrath (laughs) okay honest folks (laughs) we're feeling a little spicy today we're yes and not not the kind of spicy that would that would work with this book but you know it's fine yes it is because that's why people love us because we're sweet and salty. All right. No. Ugh, whatever. I'm sweet and salty. <laughs> so, um, Jen, if you would like to give us a little synopsis of the book and then we'll get into the review. I sure will. So this isn't your average boy meets girl and they fall helplessly in love. This is a story of Kalista, a girl born without a family. She ends up... As some of us are. Yes. She finds a best friend. His name's Grady. And they actually help each other to survive. And they're actually faced with a really awful life. Uh, They're both orphans and basically have known no other life besides hunger, abuse, and fear. So these two, they survive together and they face street rat. I don't buy that. (laughs) And the funny thing is they actually kind of mention like stealing loaves of bread to survive just Mm -hmm. like a street rat did. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's relevant. I give it to you. Well, one of the things that they have to worry about is... Kalista, she has the ability to see visions and premonitions. And one of the things that could go wrong is people could suspect her of being a conjurer. And 
that would be very detrimental to her health because uh, she would be killed. I would say that's detrimental to one's health. Yes, very detrimental. She, She's basically like, Phoebe Halliwell with less cool, awesome clothes. Oh, right. And then she also kind of calls it just heightened intuition, which kind of like downplays it. Like, But at the same time, she she just doesn't have control over her own abilities in, in, as far as my opinion goes. Well, no, she really doesn't. I mean, she can't touch anyone because her power is through her sense of touch. And if she touches people, she sees things. Right. So she and goes through her whole life literally not touching people. Yeah. And even the, the one person that she could touch, which comes a little bit later, but he's a baron, but she can't even touch him for long. Like, it's only like a few minutes at a time that she can actually touch him. But one of the other ways that she sees visions is if someone asks her a question, she can look at them and try to see that the answer to their question and sometimes she gets a little bit more than she was hoping for and you know that that definitely could be a problem i could see that is being uh an issue one night while they were in the shelter they end up having highborn men come looking for someone and immediately they both go into straight panic mode because of her abilities. So they're not sure if they're actually looking for someone of her liking or if they're looking for someone else, but they still have to be careful regardless. So Grady actually tries to protect Kalista or Liss from these people. So he protects her by basically shielding her like, She's laying under the blanket and he's trying to cover her with his body. And unfortunately, the person that runs the little shelter kind of ratted his ass out saying, hey, he's got a girl with him. They have their first meeting with the highborn men of the area at the moment. Luckily for them, it works out and they aren't who they were looking for. So they let him go. But they killed the person that ratted her out, which I liked. That was a good little dig. Yeah. So For reasons fast- that you will find out when you read the book. Yes. Because we're not going to give you too many spoilers. Because I mean, does that count as a spoiler? Um, not necessarily. Because, I mean, it's really early on in the book. So, I mean, someone yeah, dies. It's okay. So we fast forward and they actually find jobs working for a baron now it's not completely savory of a job but it's a job nonetheless and her only reason for taking this job was safety and security safety as in both her and grady are not going to die but they're also going to be provided for with shelter and food and you know a home to actually stay in and finer things that they've ever been used to of course, this Baron takes advantage of it. And, uh, well, we're going to continue on with the story as uh, we go. So I kind of just want to, no, I mean, kind of interrupt. Um, but I did like this book. Um, but one of the things that kind of bugged me about this book was that she repeats that a lot. Like, Oh, man if i if i mess this up then then I'll, you know we'll be back on the streets oh if i fuck this up we're gonna be back on the streets oh i can't mess i can't give attitude i can't do this I, we're gonna be back on the street i'm like bruh 
we get it. You're going to, are, are, ma'am, are you going to be back on the streets? Is that what's going to happen? I was like, God, the 45th time she said it, I was like, can you not? We yeah. know. And then there's this, there's an instance later on in the book where it's discussed like, hey, listen, I know that the only reason why you're here is because you don't want, you know, you, it's for your safety and your protection. And you, you know, you know that you're safe here. And it take to me, it takes all of the impact out of that conversation because that conversation could have been so sweet. It could have been so like heartwarming, like, oh, I didn't realize that you saw why I was here, you know, but I mean, every three, you know, three pages you fucking tell us anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we all know why you're here. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot. But at the same time, I, mean, I good to know. But yeah, you told like, us. And Already. like, obviously, her background, that's always going to be a lingering thought in the back of your mind. But you don't always say it. Just like, you know. I'm always going to be worried that someone might try to take advantage of me because it's happened before. Ta mm -hmm. They take advantage of my kindness and my love and I got fucked over. So but it's you don't always... always say that to yourself. Like if you're doing something and if someone's like, hey, can I come over? You don't think to yourself, oh, man, well, if I let him come over, you know, he might take advantage of me. This might happen. That might happen. You literally, you're just like, nah, I'm not sure. But you don't right. explain it to yourself over and over again. Absolutely not. You, you're, you're conscious about it. You keep it in the back of your mind, but that's, that's it. You keep it in the like, back of your mind. It's I a, carry it's a, a knife in my back pocket. And every single time I stand up, I always pat my butt to make sure that my knife is still there. But I don't do it like, oh, I have to make sure that I pat my butt because if my knife's not there, what if something happens and then I need my knife and it's not there and then I'm screwed? No, it, you you stand up, you pat your butt, you walk out, and you go on about your day. You, you know, wake up, know that if you mess up, then you're going to be out on the streets again. But you go about your day because it's just life now. Yep. And it's not like that was a rough rant. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay because at the same time, you're right because that that's not how someone should live their life. If you live your life constantly in fear, then you're not living your life. Even if you do live your life in fear, you're not constantly explaining to yourself why you're living in fear. True. Very true. It was just that bit that bugged me. Like, if she if she approached everything with trepidation and just kind of like you know watching her steps, there's ways there's ways that you could express that without explicitly stating every five seconds why you're not doing that. Right. I get you though. I get you. I'm not gonna lie. I know this bothered you too. The whole my lord thing. Oh my god, that bugged me. <laughs> so listen guys we have an issue with authority and being put in a certain place okay so when this character kept saying yes my lord and okay my lord whatever like it's it not be. even hot no like i know was... i know that like you're supposed to show respect to like people in power i get that but like blech. It's one thing to be like, yes, sir, right away, sir. But it's always, yes, my sir's lord. Sir's kind of hot. <laughs> yes, it is. I love using <laughs> sir. <laughs> okay. Anyway. 
because people on this podcast are going to learn a lot about me today. <laughs> anyway. No, it was honestly, it was, it was specifically my highborn lord. That's what got me. My highborn lord. I do like repetition in things. You know, like certain poems have repetition. The highwayman. You know, the highwayman comes riding, riding, riding. Like, I love repetition. I think it's when used correctly. Um, or even the raven. Quote the raven, nevermore, whatever. Yeah. Like, I love repetition. But for some reason, my highborn lord bugged the crap out of me. Well, it, because not only were you, like, giving him his full title, but you were, like, ill. I don't know. It was it was really cringe. It was it, maybe it was because of the fact that highborn the word highborn was used approximately eight thousand nine hundred and fifty two times throughout the course of this book. That's not an exact statistic. However, I fear it might be close. <laughs> it was a lot. I mean, even when she was just like poking at him, it was. It was just like over and over and over again. <laughs> so can I tell you something I'm I'm really into though? Like sure. Really into. <laughs> I have a thing for when a male in a position of power says, call me X. Like call me whatever. I, in front of people, you know, because it's kind of like there's a scene where he's like, um, call me Thorn. And like his his general looked over at him like, uh, what? It's just kind of like a little like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you, I was okay when she was like, yes, your grace. And I, I was like, oh, okay. Because it was like one or two times and it was, it was, then mm -hmm. it was done. But yes, that moment. I'm a, I uh -huh. don't know why. Like, it's cute. Like, so in Ever After, Henry says, oh, call me Henry in private which is cute but when it's in front of people and it's like a statement like no call me thorn and everyone turns to look and they're like oh what what's going on oh, my god i'm like mm, there's something about that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> i'm gonna try to keep my mouth a little shut on this oh so this guys this is a spicy book so we're having a hard time mm, where should that line go you know right because i mean there was certain things that were were said during certain scenes that i was like okay i like <laughs> <laughs> so that's all you're gonna get unless you read the book but you know i'm gonna be honest okay so i have a weird thing like i feel as though these days specifically there are books that are written whose sole purpose is to deliver sex scenes that's it yes it's literally just and that's uh, i mean harlequin romance books go are from you know decades and i understand that however there has to be some kind of a plot to it and i feel as though at these days some of well not even these days i mean like i said harlequin romances go back forever um, some books are written where that is the sole purpose where it's written. There's no character development. There's no plot that's worth a damn. And it is literally just an avenue 
with which to provide sex scenes. And I'm going to be honest, I thought that this was one of those books at first because of how they start out in the first couple chapters. It's very, you know, like carnal, like they feed on pleasure, you know, it's like, oh, God. But the more you got into the book, there's enough of a storyline and enough of a character development that it's enjoyable to read. Right. And it, sometimes it's, literally it's very not enjoyable to read. <laughs> agreed. Uh, all agreed. Especially the latter half of the book. <laughs> <laughs> Just say it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to skip you're ahead real a, quick. You're such no. a dork. I know. But the whole she just bolts and he's just running after her <laughs> let me tell you i like that scene <laughs> i like that <laughs> anyway yeah. so we're gonna bring anyway. it back real quick to kind of give you because we i know we're a little chaotic tonight because of this whole topic of the book but she not only is- just the topic of the book but unfortunately guys there's a whole bunch of other things. This is just the compilation of a lot of things going on, which is resulting in a hot mess express. So I hope that you love our chaos because that's yes. what we're delivering today. And we thrive on this. So, I mean, we're doing okay. <laughs> Anyways, so to kind of bring it back so you guys kind of understand what we mean when it's like spicy. So basically this chick becomes a courtesan. All right. For those that you don't know, basically a glorified prostitute. Okay. You're so, a prostitute. <laughs> you know, there's nothing wrong I, with prostitutes. If I was, I'd be a hell of a lot less broke, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Sister. Just saying. <laughs> but um, basically, when she moved to this home with the Baron, with Grady, uh, her her thing was she had to get close to people to be able to get information off of them for the baron so she would essentially like go a little extra mile to make them comfortable and then use this drug on them so she wouldn't have to actually sleep with them but she still had to you know do some stuff <laughs> trying to keep it a little g-rated here okay a little bit no but i mean it, that was her, her whole shtick like she became the baron's pet that like literally that's what he called her gross by the way gross i would not uh, allow a man to call me his pet i'm sorry i that's depends. just that's my opinion i feel you almost all of the time however i will not like if Tom Tom Hardy came up and was like calling me pet, I'm all right. I'm good. It's fine. Whatever. Don't even. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> some things are not for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. I'm not saying, but I'm just saying. God. So, anyways, <laughs> you know because uh, this is a courtesan. One night, a gentleman shows up, and the Baron is intoxicated to the point where he is extremely worried about this guest, but doesn't know anything about them, except they said they would speak with him in the morning when he's 
not intoxicated. Well, he didn't want to accept that as an answer. So uh, he sent Kalista in to actually take care of him to and get more information. So she almost dies because uh, he's not your average Joe. Okay. <laughs> he is literally a highborn lord. And uh, well, at least that's what she thinks at first. <laughs> But even, okay, in all fairness, who saw that fucking twist coming? Who saw that coming? Who didn't see that coming? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that that one was pretty freaking laid out obvious, because I I mean, he he just kept saying, oh yeah, Uh uh-huh, sure, I'm a lord, yep, whatever you want. Well, not even that. Not even that. Literally, like, in the first paragraph of the first set of the first chapter, they're like, generalization 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 and then they specifically mention a character that is not currently relevant to the story i wonder who her love interest is (laughs) Uh, i know right (laughs) oh god but i feel like you guys might think that i did not like this book i actually do like this book and i would read it again and i'm going to keep it on my shelf but there were just some certain things where i'm like well come on I I have to agree. Like, even <laughs> so, I was reading this at work, and <laughs> I had a customer kind of peer over and go, "Oh, what are you reading?" And all of a sudden, she saw cock, mouth, and <laughs> she's like, <laughs> "I'm like, I'm sorry." She's like, "No, what is the name of this book?" you're like hold on boo i got you <laughs> i actually i did i was like okay we're, like this is literally the book we're reading and i'm reviewing it and check it um, out did you check give it out. her like our card or something <laughs> I, I didn't have a card on me <laughs> i know but i see her quite often so we're good we're perfect good. like hey uh you want more recommendations yeah because uh she, she likes she likes the spice apparently <laughs> <laughs> she's like nothing wrong with that at all what's the name Don't of that <laughs> all. anyways sorry if you end up listening and you hear that i called you out i'm not trying to i didn't use your name i'm not sorry welcome to the family anyways back to the story i don't know how much it bothered you or if you liked it or what were your thoughts on his nickname for her the uh nale i didn't like it because i don't know how to pronounce it she had a pronunciation thing in the in the front of the book yeah (laughs) my brain doesn't work that way (laughs) no okay so it reminded me no okay so here's the thing every time it was in the book my brain said nala like the lion king which listen listen if i was a lion i would want to look like nala but that's not the way life works <laughs> oh my brain was very confused so i actually kept doing the same thing and i kept having to flip back <laughs> to the front of the book wait how was that pronounced <laughs> nala <laughs> <laughs> yes i love you i love eartha kit man <laughs> 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 so listen I didn't like the pronunciation, but I love the meanings behind it. What's your 
your favorite pet name? Like the your favorite out of any movie or show or and or book you've read that um I mean, we're kind of straight females. So like uh, like that a male has said to his love interest or like you know, you get what I'm saying? Honestly, I don't know. You don't have even a little inkling? No. I really don't. So not in a other than I love you platonically. I love calling you dollface. Oh, I know. I think that's so sweet. I love it. Like, that is my favorite nickname for you, okay? Mm. <laughs> but if someone else was to call me that, I'd be like, ew, no. No, no. <laughs> Don't do it. Ew. Because th- that to me, that like th- that name is specifically for you but i don't know boom <laughs> like I, I don't know i've never had someone call me like something specific okay so like my favorite my favorite pet name that i've ever heard read seen on a movie tv show whatever is in gilmore girls when logan calls rory ace okay i don't know why so many people have so much so many problems with that i think it is the cutest thing ace What's up, Ace? Oh, it's so cute to me. Huh. Yeah. Nope. I I don't know. I've I've never really thought about it. <laughs> Anyways, back to the story. Yes. So Nale, uh the the way that she uses it, I love that it meant so many different things, but tied all of her together you know it, it meant brave <laughs> stubborn outspoken and ungrateful and I yeah but like when is that ever the case except for in this one instance like is that a universal thing you you th- okay. i could call you that okay <laughs> i love you so much <laughs> like i'm sorry <laughs> but you're stubborn you're outspoken you're brave Anywho's Any so about the book. About the book. Who was your favorite character? I genuinely don't know. I don't necessarily have a favorite character. Okay. Um, I really liked Liz. Okay. Um, although every time I read her name, like I thought of Kalista from Xena Warrior Princess. Um okay. I don't know if any of you read or seen that, but it was fabulous, and um, I always thought Callista was so beautiful. I'm gonna watch it again after I'm done. So when I'm at work, I have a headphone in, and I'm currently listening to Will and Grace. And then after Will and Grace is done, maybe I'll do Zena. Anywho's, um, and then I I really liked her. My only problem with her is I've said it before. I said it in Weaver and the Witch Queen. Um, how I loved the. I loved the tool of someone not allowing themselves to fall in love. And I really do. I love that tool. What I don't love is someone intentionally being obtuse. Like, how are you going to sit there and be like, I don't, I don't understand why I feel this way. This makes no sense. Why is he looking at me like that? What could he possibly want from me? Like, come relax, you know, like, don't be an idiot. (laughs) not to say it too blunt but there's a difference between being like oh i recognize these these feelings i'm not ready for these feelings these feelings need to go away i'm gonna ignore these feelings there's a difference between that and 
mm, he's looking at me and there's a weird sensation in my stomach like 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 butterflies what could this possibly <laughs> mean <laughs> oh god so i loved her minus that um i loved thorn i like i pictured him as um henry cavill from the witcher actually to be honest and i don't know mm. why because i've never seen the witcher but oh. that's exactly don't gasp in my ear <laughs> i guess how have you not watched that oh gasp in your general direction um you know why you know why oh my god i'm sorry i'm sorry i didn't want to watch it because everyone else watched it and said how wonderful it was and i was like blah i'm not watching it <laughs> god damn you and your freaking popularity protests okay go watch it's it it's not even a popularity protest i'm not a hipster like i like things that people like but sometimes there's just a little streak do you know how long it took for me to watch game of thrones because everyone oh. loved it and said how amazing it was and they were totally right but that's neither here nor there uh, yeah exactly <laughs> go watch witcher so uh, I will eventually. You, no, you need to watch it before eventually. you watch whatever that other one was that you said you were going to watch. Shout out to the French bulldog that met Henry Cavill. How many of y'all watched that on TikTok? Oh my God, it was so cute. Anyway, uh, when he goes, hello, Rory. Oh, my heart. What were you talking about? Favorite Anyways, characters. The, well, I pictured <laughs> Listen, guys, I had a libation. Um, So... I pictured him as Henry Cavill from Witcher for whatever reason. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. He's fine. I like her friend. I also very much don't like her friend. He's kind of annoying, but I get it. So, um, yeah, I I can't lie. I hated Greedy. Like, yeah, he's like weirdly like, like why are you trying to cock block her, bro? Well, especially when the the ending you find out different information i was very upset i was very <laughs> upset ah, bitch how are you going to be that controlling over your friend um anyways well he yeah. he was annoying he was fucking annoying and like oh if you go i go if you don't go i i don't go like here's the thing <sighs> if you think you're going anywhere without me you're out of your mind. However, <laughs> I wouldn't be as whiny. So there's that. <laughs> Thank you. That's the point. Like, I'm sorry. We live 3,000 miles away from each other. Give or take a few hundred miles. Okay. Ugh. Uh, yeah, it's awful. But I even texted her earlier today. If you want to go to Alaska, we fucking go to Alaska. Let me just put on no, 500 hold layers. On. Hold on. That was the sweetest. Te- this is why I love this host so much. I oh. said, <laughs> I, I said, do you want to, do you want to Thelma and Louise it? She said, I just need to finish cooking dinner. I just put it in the oven, maybe like 25 minutes. I said, you'll be ready to leave everything behind and run away when dinner is done cooking? Question mark. She said, I mean, yeah, why not? We'll have shepherd's pie on the go. I said, I'm dead. She said, don't you know by now I'm down for freaking anything with you? Tell me we're going to drive to Alaska. Okay, dude, let me just put on 500 layers of clothes. Want to go cliff diving? Sure, I'll go first. Want to rob banks? I mean, I'm down, but let me get married to someone I can stand having conjugal visits with first. 
I forgot about that last line while I was reading. <laughs> it's important to have those conjugal visits, okay? <laughs> if I'm gonna survive, I need them. <laughs> I don't need to be anybody's bitch in, in the jail. <laughs> oh, Lord. But no, seriously, though, like, I'm down for everything. Like, I don't give a shit. You say something, I'm fucking there. All right. 3,000 miles apart or not, you know, that's that's our relationship. But this guy is up her fucking ass 24-7. She doesn't come out of her room on time and he's trying to break into the room. Like, bitch. Oh my god, I was like, try that. (laughs) Try it. (laughs) I would be like, she had a good night, leave her alone. Yeah, like, come on. She was out there getting fucking all the good goods and you're trying to ruin it. My I would be at the kitchen table when you came down to breakfast, filing my nails, being like, "Mm, so what happened? (laughs) (laughs) Right? You would want the tea. This guy, he's like, I'm here to protect you. Like, from what, bitch? You were defiled. You weren't there on time. It's noon. Excuse me. (laughs) If I'm anywhere at noon, then you can be concerned. Oh, God. No kidding. That's too early. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me. My very favorite character happened to be Thorn. Now, okay, Henry Cavill will do that to you. So I didn't actually picture him as Henry Cavill, but Ooh, I like. How did you picture him? Taller, darker, and handsomer than fucking Henry Cavill. Yeah, like I just I don't know. The jawline needed to be even more sharp, and you know I don't know how I pictured him to be even better looking, but he did. He was. <laughs> And I'm just like, I was drooling. I'm not gonna I'm lie. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. So was I. <laughs> you know what's funny is normally I dig dark features like dark hair, dark eyes, and I'm all like, oh, Henry Cavill and The Witcher. And you're like, um, no, I want a tall, like, glass of dark haired water. Well, that or you know, give me a give me a muscly bald guy, and I'm fucking all in heaven. But you know, whatever. <laughs> Jason like Statham. Jason Statham. <laughs> I knew you were gonna My say name's it. Jason Statham. <laughs> I love this woman with all of my heart. I need you all to know that I'm fully aware that's not how Jason Statham sounds. And also I'm not explaining it. <laughs> I will. She calls me at random points in times and just <laughs> it just says, Hi, my name is Jason Statham in that voice. And I love and every second up, of it. And then I run away. <laughs> And it is beautiful. Anyway, so full transparency. I don't even remember how that came about. It came about in the middle of like a conversation one time, and we cracked up so hard that I decided that that was a thing, and now it's a thing. Well, because I watched like eighteen of his fucking movies back to back to back to back, and like I, I'm fucking Jason is obsessed. It, it's it's not okay. It's mm. not okay. But or is it? Or is it very okay? It's fucking very okay for me. But you know. <laughs> I'll watch Crank 2, uh, Crank 1, 2, Transporter 1, 2, 3. I will watch fucking Expendables and... And Crank. There was a scene oh. on a racetrack. Oh. Um, how about the the scene at the, the Asian market? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways. So, yes. Thorn. Favorite character. And the reason why... It wasn't even because he was beautiful. He was... 
knowledgeable like he was wise and I loved a lot of his little moments that he had with uh, Kalista, like explaining certain things, like but not like in a not in a like condescending way. It was very much like he he very much treated her like a person, but also sometimes a brat. Yes, absolutely. Which which I mean is not for everyone, but it's for us. No. So. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. Anyways, like I said, you're learning a lot about us in this podcast. Anyway. <laughs> so one of the one of his quotes was knowledge rarely makes things easier. Um, because they were they were talking about how ignorance is bliss. And I just I don't know. Like it was such a simple little quote, but it's so true because having the knowledge of anything that somebody else doesn't have doesn't always make it easier. Um sometimes it could complicate things more knowledge is not always good all right you might know someone who has a bomb telling someone would probably be a good idea could it still blow up yes but you know just just saying okay anyways but no i agree i agree to an extent mostly i want to know something even when it's bad because then i can you know accept the bad learn to live with the bad you know and accept the new reality of knowing the bad but there are some there there are always going to be exceptions to the rule there are going to be you know instances where perhaps you know jen doesn't need to know that i took her daughter to go get something pierced or you know maybe um (laughs) My dad didn't know about my tattoo appointment until after I got my tattoo. So the one with me? Uh no, the my first one, the back. My heart. You got your back before you before Yeah. Mine? Yeah. I got my back done at 17. We were 18 when we got ours done. Accurate. Yeah. Cause I didn't need consent from him. So meh. <laughs> i love you dad if you happen to be listening i hope you're not i really hope you're not i know at this point um we we told you to leave a long time ago yeah so you can come back in the next episode (laughs) it's on you if you're still listening pretty much getting back to some of his quotes i absolutely love 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 the fact that he said but as with most things that are beautiful on the outside there is nothing but ruin and wrath on the inside i love that mic drop i love that i know like it it's very self-explanatory like not everything that looks pretty is going to be worth it i mean that also goes with the whole beauty on the outside is not what's beautiful on the inside so i i don't know i just I absolutely love that quote. It just, I don't know. Some of the things that he said was just so wise, so beyond what he was kind of portraying to be to everybody else. He's supposed to be this hard ass uh, ruler and he was showing his emotions. He was showing his soft side. He was showing his, his compassion. And I love that. I love that she actually got him to kind of crack. So I don't know. That was just me. 
besides him well, and his, know. you know, actions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know who it was that originally said the phrase um, that a, a woman wants a man, a bad boy to be good only for her or something like that. Um, I don't know. In my experience, my personal taste. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of that. I'm a big fan of that whole like, you know. I think it goes back to just like plain old, plain old animal instinct, you know? I mean, I'm a tiger and I also want my partner to be a tiger, but I want him. It's like that taking care of, you know, like protection and all that, but also I can hold my own, but it's better to have a partner who can slash people's faces off too. So basically, like, someone that's not going to look down on you, but is your equivalent, but still would protect you, if anything. Yeah, someone someone where I can show him my vulnerability, and he can show me his vulnerability, but no one else needs to see the vulnerability, you know? I mean, of course, with exceptions, like, I show you, whatever, but, well, but yeah. to, to the world, it's like, this is for us, this sensitivity, this vulnerability, this is ours, and then to the world, we can be strong and we can be productive and, you know, whatever. Yeah, you you want that, uh, oh, what is it? Uh, the, well, not the power, not just the power couple, but the. No, but it's very much an us versus the world kind of thing. I always think that every relationship should be us versus the world. Oh, because absolutely. Because then you're a team, you know, so many, I mean, not to d- dive too far into this, but so many couples are you know they fall into the habit of taking things out on each other when it's like no we are a team it is us against everyone else it's us Mm -hmm. against your work problems it's us against the family drama it's us against you know whatever which doesn't always work like that and i totally get it but Mm. um um yeah i'm a big fan of that whole thing got it got it and (laughs) i no i trust me i get it I've always wanted that kind of relationship where it is us against the world. And, you know, I can be my 100% self with you. I can be comfortable and weak around you, even though I'm so used to being strong elsewhere. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Well, and that's why I feel as though that's why so many books and movies are written like this. Because it's like, Mr. Darcy was, you know, the cold one, the standoffish one, the most the most rich, the most powerful. But Elizabeth Bennet was also the most outgoing, the most incorrigible, the most stubborn, you know. Mm-hmm. And like it's not just it's not a power thing. It's not like you know, we want the person with the most powerful, we want the most powerful person, you know, and that's not always the person in power. Maybe it's, you know, like the king's right-hand man is really the one who's the strong one in in the kingdom i don't know it's not about who's the most powerful person in reality but the most powerful person for you i don't exactly i know that jen you talked about your favorite quote i don't exactly have a favorite quote um just because the story is written well and there but there you know it's it's fun to read it's it's easy to read but also nice to read the sentence structures beautiful um vocabulary used is is great um but there was no for some reason there was no part that stuck out to me as 
an outstanding sentence or an outstanding like you know phrase but i did i did think it was great to read it was very much one of those re one of those books where you can knock out a good chunk of pages in a day just because of how the, how it flowed the story flowed mm -hmm. beautifully they all kind of ran into another you know uh, each sentence kind of flowed into the next it wasn't choppy it wasn't it wasn't like tedious to read no the only part that really pissed me off about the the wording is the the title itself <laughs> i'm sorry that really chapped my ass it doesn't read right <laughs> it doesn't read it doesn't. right the fall of ruin and wrath versus the fall of wrath and ruin it just if i mean flows better i don't know i like i understand <laughs> alphabetically it works but it just i don't know but uh, i don't know i really i really like the book like you said, it is an easy read. It is interesting to read. Um, do not recommend reading at work. <laughs> I mean, I just, I didn't care for the owner of the store to be like, what you reading? And, you know, nothing. There's certain things that you keep separate from the owners in my store. If half of my Monday is spent reading, I'm okay with that. They might not be. <laughs> I get my job done, though. This book was written by Jennifer L. Armentrout. And if you would like to learn more about the author, you can go to JenniferLArmentrout.com, which is J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R-L-A-R-M-E-N-T-R-O-U-T.com. And on her website, you can see... You can find out about her upcoming book, which is A Fire in the Flesh. Um, and she also shows you where to purchase, where to pre-order. That book is not out yet. Also on the website, there's a little bit about the author where it says that not only is she a New York Times bestselling author, but she is also a number one international bestselling author and that she lives in Shepherdstown, West Virginia. And conveniently, there is also an entire section on books that she has previously released not just novels but also novellas you know and a blog and also links to all of her social media pages and we follow her on our devilish bookworms account so i mean you could go on facebook and go follow her from ours just saying <laughs> that's how i found this book because let me tell you i saw a little little Okay, so what she did is she she was showing off the cover of her book, and I literally was like, oh, that's pretty. Because <laughs> it really is. It's like, it's shiny, and then on top of the... Oh, it's a gorgeous cover. Yeah, you got the uh, a sword and some crows, and it's, it's fucking rad, okay? And I was like, ooh, I want to see what that's about. And then I read the description, and I was like, Rachel, Rachel, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> so these ads work, people. They work. <laughs> yes so keep it up and you know like and follow us as well while you're at it because uh we'll be doing some more books and maybe we'll even throw in another steamy one soon Ooh, <laughs> you never know you never know what the next week on devilish bookworms will bring you no you don't <laughs> it's a surprise to us sometimes too <laughs> yeah, for real <laughs> but Next week, we've got another book, Avi. It's called 
Accidental Magic by Iris Beaglehole. And this book we found, I found on Facebook. Um, and it the ad said that it's this cross between Gilmore Girls and Practical Magic. And I was like, mm, guess I need that one. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening again. And we hope to see you next week. Um, see you next Tuesday, as some would say. Yeah. <laughs> I say that a like, lot. Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> 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 All, right. All right. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye.